Hey there, I am Diethea Garns, the Impact Coach, and you're listening to the She's About Business show where we are impacting lives and inspiring change. And since you're tuning in, you must also agree that it's time to be about the business of living your best life. Let's get started with the show. Welcome to the very first episode of the She's About Business podcast. I am your host, Diethea Garns, and I am here in my home studio. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad to have you listening in. Today, I'm going to be talking about the power of being authentic. As we start with our very first podcast, I think it's important to get started on the right track with me learning as I go to be more authentic in what I share with you. So I'm going to also inspire you and encourage you to do the same. Let's get started. So again, welcome to the very first episode of the She's About Business podcast. Again, I'm your host, Diethea Garns, and I'm very excited to be here today and to actually be doing this podcast. This is my second um, podcast. The very first one that I did was called the Uplifting Woman podcast. And, um, you know, I got started to off to a great track with that podcast. I really loved the concept, but there was one problem. I was not being authentic when I was doing that podcast. I would spend hours trying to prepare. <laughs> um, I would write out these long messages and pretty much try to read without sounding like I was reading. And I did that because I wanted to be perfect. I wanted my podcast to be perfect or as close to perfect as possible, actually to be more than perfect as possible, if possible. Um, and that's pretty much, I realized later, how I live my life and, and how I kind of always do things. And of course, as we know, nobody's perfect. Um, you know, so today I am starting with this episode and my goal is to always give you the real raw me in order to inspire you to be you. And not only, you know, is it a point of being authentic and being the real raw you, but in that space, you're also being the best you, you know, like. That's that's when you're actually at your very best. And I think a lot of people, myself included, up until recently, hadn't really identified who they really were. And I know, you know, we talk about, oh, know yourself and things like that. We say a lot of cliches, but honestly, I believe from the time we're born, people are telling us who we are. Right. They're telling us what their opinions of us are. And that begins to manifest into this false identity. And it's like we try to fit those things so that we can get other people's approvals. And I know this this sounds like a, you know, a very simple thing in a way, because we've heard people say things like this so many times. But why doesn't it sink in? You know, you've probably listened to Oprah. You probably read some book. You've heard it before. But why is it that it does not sink in? Why is it that we continue to live our lives trying to be what other people expect us to be? 
And it may be some of you out there who are listening and who are saying, oh, no, that's not me. You know, I don't care what people think of me. You know, I'm my real self. But I want you to just take a moment and think about the last time someone, you know, said something to you that really cut you deep. And you you spent any amount of time thinking, you know, well, maybe they're right. Maybe I am to this or to that. Maybe I am um, like they're saying. Maybe I do need to change. How can I change that? Right. And I'm not saying that we don't need to change because, you know, anything that doesn't change dies. Right. We all should be constantly changing. But I think that change should come from self-reflection and also reflecting and listening to the heart of God. Right. Because he's he's constantly giving us messages and we have a, a guide that's leading us and helping us to be better. But a lot of times, instead of listening to him and doing self-reflection and growth, we focus on what other people have said our whole lives. You know, you're too fat. You're too dark. You're too crazy. You're always tripping. You know, I think you're bipolar. You know, all these things. And we begin to accept that. Well, you know, I just, you know, I trip all the time. You know, I'm crazy. You know, I know I'm too fat, but hey, I like food. Right. You know, I know I go off a lot, but that's just how I am. Is that really how you are? Is that really how you are? Here's the thing. I decided and I'm going to be sharing this, you know, Um, on social media and my website and things like that. My topic that I'm going to be working on for myself and for my clients for 2019 is asking the question, what life do you really want to live? What is the life that you believe you were purposed to live and how can we get there? Okay, a part of that is becoming authentic and being yourself, figuring out who you are without everyone's opinions, without the opinion of your great aunt who told you when you were seven that you were never going to be anything or who said, you know, you were too fat, you ate too much, you know, said your hair was too short or the person that used to pick at you on the bus, you know, and said you were too this, too that, too tall, too skinny, too fat. We can say all day that those things don't bother us. But until you've actually done some work in that area to become authentically you and to kind of weed out all of those things that have accumulated over the years, you really can't say that. And I'm just I'm I'm speaking from my work with other people, mental health counseling, as well as life coaching and ministry and my personal experience in dealing with the issues that I've dealt with. I didn't know who I was, people. I knew some things about myself. I did. I knew a lot of things about myself. But one of the signs that really told me that I didn't know who I was is other people's opinions of me or other people's opinions of what I should do could quickly change how I thought about myself or 
my plans, my goals, you know, for instance, when I was working, um, you know, in the financial industry, I was doing that. And, you know, I really loved helping people. So I really um, loved helping people plan for their future um, and, you know, helping them understand how to do better with their money and things like that. I think I had tapped into the fact that I was supposed to help people. Right. But I was also going to school, um, you know, I was going to Old Dominion University and I was studying, um, you know, public speaking and communication and, you know, um, writing and things like that. And I had somebody who was a mentor say, you know, you're really great at this thing, at this financial planning and business and things like that. You know, and I really think that there's a future for you in this company. And, you know, I really think you should you should pursue that. You'll be great at that. Now, deep in my heart, I knew <laughs> that one day I will be doing what I'm doing now. I knew it. I knew it. Right. But because of what she said and me thinking, well, you know, she's been doing this a long time. She probably knows better than me. You know, she says I'm really good at this and this will be a great opportunity. And I really want to, you know, I want to please her. She's my mentor. She was also my boss. You know, I think I'm going to change my major. So I changed my major to business, Um, went to a different school and everything. Fast forward about six years. You know, I did well in the company, but I had also realized, hey, this is not for me. You know, this is not for me. This is not the way that I want to be helping people. I want to do something that's much more um, emotionally personal. Now, I know dealing with finances is definitely emotional and definitely personal. And I still do some of that, but on a different level, on a on a deeper level um, where I'm able to get to know people better and things like that. So fast forward and I ended up actually going back to school. I had finished the business degree, went back to school for something similar to what I was doing before. The moral of that story is had I stayed on track with What I knew to be true about myself, I would have finished school a lot faster. (laughs) Not to say that the business degree has been wasted because, of course, I'm an entrepreneur, so I still am in business. But I could be doing what I'm doing now without that. Right. But the other things that I was seeking would have been more beneficial to what I'm doing now. So what I'm saying is that if you are a person who other people's opinions or their their um, their thoughts about your life have more impact than your own opinions and thoughts about your life. And more importantly, if they have more impact than what God's word says about you, then that's a sign that maybe just maybe you haven't figured out everything about yourself that you think you have. Maybe just maybe You are not maybe living as authentically as you could be. And maybe you could do some work in that area. I'm going to read to you a passage from a book that, um, you know, I've had a couple of people recommend this book to me over the years. Um, And, you know, I'm really careful about the things that I read because, you know, I want to make sure that the things that I read are not in contradiction to Christian principles. So sometimes you got you got to kind of like take certain things from the stuff you read and kind of leave the rest there. But this particular passage was amazing to me. And it's from the book called The Four Agreements. You've probably heard about the book, but I'm going to just read this to you because this to me is really, really, really important for our topic today. 
That is why humans resist life. To be alive is the biggest fear humans have. Death is not the biggest fear we have. Our biggest fear is taking the risk to be alive. The risk to be alive and express what we really are. Just being ourselves is the biggest fear of humans. We have learned to live our lives trying to satisfy other people's demands. We have learned to live by other people's points of view because of the fear of not being accepted and of not being good enough for someone else. That to me is how I live my life for like, you know, more than half of my life. Right. Um, Probably. Yeah, definitely. The majority of my life was lived that way. When you grow up in a setting where there's a lot of criticism, you begin to want people's approval and you begin to, you know, be willing to do anything to, you know, not be not be um, rejected. You know, you want to do anything to be able to avoid disapproval. And so one of the things that I realized that I was doing in my life is I did not like confrontation, right? Because confrontation means that I have to possibly say something to someone that will get disapproval and then they won't like me anymore, right? Or then I have to deal with another broken relationship or I have to deal with losing somebody. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just kind of shut down. And by shutting down, I I was actually being very um, passive aggressive and being passive aggressive. It's just as bad as being aggressive. It's just being aggressive in a different way. Um, And it can be very hurtful and it can be very damaging to other people and to self as well. And what I realized is that growing up, I had to kind of do anything that I could to avoid confrontation. I had to be nice. You know, I had to be the good one. I had to try to do everything right so that I wouldn't have to be subjected to the disapproval that I saw around me and that I saw other people being subjected to. So I basically learned to cope by, you know, um, being good, being complacent, you know, doing everything right. Fast forward and look at what I told you earlier about how everything kind of has to be perfect for me or I don't think it's good enough. Right. That was the old me anyway. Um, And, you know, all of that stuff came from that environment that I was brought up in. But here's the thing, guys, like, you know, all of us come from somewhere, right? We've all been through things. We've all experienced pain. We've experienced hurts of various ways. You know, we didn't grow up, most of us, in a perfect environment. And you you kind of, you, you have a right to maybe be a little pissed about that, right? Let me just be real. You have a right to be a little upset about some of the things that you went through, Because the people around us, you know, they were grownups. They had the ability to make choices to put us in better environments, just like we do today for our kids. Right. Most of us, if you're listening to this and you're a woman who's about her business, then you take care of your kids and you're probably 
out here, you're trying so hard to give your children more than what you had. And so the question that I used to have is like, why didn't anybody want to do that for me? Did they even realize that I felt that way? Did they even realize kind of what I was going through? Maybe not. And maybe they did. And maybe they had their own hurts and pains and things that it caused them to be numb to what was going on around them and what they were partaking in that was hurting me and the other children that, you know, were there as well. So, you know, we have to look at the big picture. So even in the moments where we realize, you know what, I have a right to be ticked off. You also in the next moment, you have to say, but I also have a right to change it now. I have a right to move on. I have a right to heal. I have a right to be better. You know, I don't have to stay stuck in this. And when you begin to do that, that's when you become that authentic you because you're getting rid of all of those things that the enemy tried to plant, you know, in your life from early on to get you off track, to get you off of the authentic path. Listen, here's the thing. Now, this is this is opening up another door here and going into a little bit of a different topic. But again, this is me being real. This is me being me. Anyone who knows me personally, you know that I can be kind of quiet, but I can also talk your head off about things that I'm passionate about. I can also be kind of goofy. I love to have fun, but I can also be very serious about certain matters. So this is a very serious thing that I'm about to say. Listen, when we're born, God has angels, right, that are sent to protect us. But let's be real. The devil also has demons that are sent to get us off track, sent to kill, steal and destroy. Right. And I know, you know, when you look at your child and you look at that beautiful baby, you don't want to think about all that. Right. You you want to just love on them and cuddle them and, and, and just take good care of them. Right. But a part of taking good care of them is covering them and praying for them and teaching them early on how to fight back spiritually. Because listen, this is a war. And I think that a lot of us that are growing up, that are that are grown right now in this era, that grew up back in the 70s and the 80s, you know, and, and maybe like the late 60s and things like that. We didn't get that. We didn't have people who were teaching us about spiritual warfare. You know, I never can remember you know, having anyone pray over me when I was a child, the way I pray over my kids, my kids will tell you, like, sometimes they can go to school with with holy oil, like on their forehead, you know, <laughs> and their heads all greased up because I actually lay hands on my children and I pray over them because this thing is no joke. This thing is no joke. A lot of the things that we're suffering from today happened to us when we were not able to fight. So other people had to fight for us and they didn't do it. Let's be real. For whatever reason, they didn't do it. So today, in addition to me talking about you being authentic and all that, I also want to just take a a moment to encourage you to pray for your children, pray over your children, teach your children how to pray. My six-year-old knows how to put on the full armor of God because, listen, he needs it. He needs it. The enemy has been at it since he was born. Okay, so with that, I'm going to get back to our topic. But please, please, please just be encouraged and remember, because 
20 years from now, we don't want our children to have any trouble being authentically them. We don't want them to suffer some of the things that we suffered through. A lot of mental illnesses come from things that we have suffered through. There are, of course, absolutely some chemical imbalances and things like that. But a lot of it is tied to trauma. Okay, and you can't be authentic if you're suffering from trauma. Because that trauma is always going to distort who you really are. So we have to get rid of the trauma. We have to heal the trauma. Right. If you've been in a car accident and you go to the emergency room in order for them to get you back to your full capacity and get you back to being yourself. Right. They have to heal your wounds. They have to take care of your trauma. They have to stabilize you. Why do we think that? We can walk around in life and not be stabilized emotionally, spiritually and mentally. We have to also stabilize ourselves in those ways in order to get to a place where we can be ourselves. Right. I want you to live the best life possible, like not some mediocre life. Not, you know, a good enough life, not an acceptable life, but the perfect life, the life that is the perfect will of God. That's what I want for myself. That's what I want for my children. And that's what I want for all of the people that God has called me to touch throughout this world. And that includes you if you're listening to this podcast. So I'm going to be continuing this topic. And the next time that we are together, I'm going to be giving you some tips on ways that you can be more authentic and some tips on how you can get to that authentic you. And then we're going to talk about what you can do, you know, now that you know who you are and you're willing to live in an authentic way, in an authentic manner, and you're being your best self, right? Then we can get on to being about the business of life. You know, what kind of goals do you have? What life do you want to live? You can't get there until you're living authentically. You can make some progress in certain areas. You may have certain things that you're loving about your life right now. Right. And that's awesome. That's awesome. I want you to to be able to love everything about your life. We have to get to a place where we actually believe that that's possible. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and close now. I um, actually tried to get the kids out of the house. I sent my six-year-old off with his big brother and I see them pulling up now. So unless you guys want to hear a lot of commotion and a six-year-old running around, then I'm going to go ahead and and get off of here now. And see, that is me being authentic, right? There's no more need for me to try to pretend that my life is perfect or pretend that I have everything figured out, right? The fact that, that, you know, I have put so much energy and time into growing is why I can talk to you. That's what makes me a good coach. And that's what makes me a good counselor. And that's why my people make progress. So why wouldn't I share that with you? Right. That's that's lying to you if I don't share that with you. And it took me a while to get there. So I'm so excited about this. And I hope you guys are, too. Until we meet again, I want you to do your very best to be about the business of your best life. And I will talk to you very soon. Love you guys. 
Thanks for listening. And you can visit us online at she'saboutbusiness.com for more information, events, and services. And until next time, be about the business of living your best life.